0: Good day to you all. It's already that time of the week for another episode, and um, it's been a quick one, I must say. I'm Sai Hampton, this is Coastal News, an unofficial home and away podcast, recapping the latest episodes as they air on Channel 5 and 5 Star here in the UK. Jam-packed one for us this week, guys. Tane's awake, Marilyn still isn't. Flicks continuing to endure the fallout from the gas attack at Salt. Um, Ziggy has tried to get um, Dean a bit of help at the surf club and Rad and Chloe continue their prolonged breakup in as much awkwardness um, as you can do with Theo third wheeling so all that to come in a bit more detail plus new segment for season two the first look where we have a quick look at next week's synopsis of the episodes just to have a quick look at what we're going to be discussing on next week's podcast and be watching during the week keep it here and um, yeah do make sure you follow like subscribe so you're notified of future episodes and give us a little rate and review if you just have a few extra minutes at the end really appreciate Appreciate it helps things grow. Without further ado, let's do this. so as i say the beginning of the week we we sort of catch up with again this fallout from what was the uk season finale the gas attack from salt covered quite extensively in last week's episode of coastal news um but it's dominated the second you know the second week on air so um yeah Tani, it, it's not looking good he's not responding to any of his treatment and Logan is at a bit of an impasse with where to go with it and suggests to a now you know desperately looking Ari really um suggests this radical drug that hasn't been approved by nobody um but is bound to work miracles because this is soapland. let's face it um and through trepidation, both he and Mia, um, agree to, to start Ari on the, this, this trial treatment, and, you know, miracles, they happen, don't they, they really do, and, um, Tane's awake, um, just like that, and he's talking, you know, just you know, I mean, he's he's yeah, he's you know, he's he's looked better. Let's face it, but you know, he's he's talking. His memory's a bit hazy, though. He keeps having these flashbacks, and we see them. These flashbacks, fuzzy memory things that that home and away do um really well um for lots of things that we're we're so accustomed to over the years um so he's got a few of these where his memory's coming back and he's seen the rose he's seen the feet the mysterious feet and you know the attack itself but he remembers sort of where he was at work in the gym but but he's 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 not quite got to the point where he knows you know he remembers the face of the person who's done it so um you know a deliberate soap thing so that we uh keep the keep the momentum going and also it keeps flick in trouble just that little bit longer because that's the only way she's going to get out of this right um i think um i think i was talking last week you know it's it's becoming quite apparent that she's probably not the culprit here she's probably being set up that weird friend which we'll come on to in a moment from work Anne, i believe she's called i thought she was called m for a while um i thought she was everyone was calling her m as in emma but no it's Anne apparently but there we go just suddenly i just thought she changed her name i was just watching it and was like now they're calling her Anne. she was m last week maybe my hearing's going maybe um, so Anne, the weird friend from work, it's got to be her, and it? it's got to be. Um, she's still sniffing around, and um, you know she seems to be there at the right time for Flip. But we'll come on to that in a mo. Tane, as I say, he's awake now and he's and he's remembering tiny bits and, 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 and Ari's on to it right away. Ari's frustration has, has, has sort of escalated, hasn't it, this week with, you know, both with the police, you know, he's had a couple of sort of run-ins with Cash, sort of like a do-your-job type conversation and also... Um, you Know as soon as Tane's awake, he's like, What, what, who was it? What do you remember? Tell, tell me what's happening. And and Mia's sort of reining him in like a mother, you know, like chastising her child, you know, give him a rest, let him come round. Um, so so our Ari's keen, and I think, um, if the police don't get to the bottom of this soon, Ari might take things into his own hand, um, and uh and start his own little investigation, probably, with his fists. But there we go. I mean, it gives Harry something to do, right? And it takes his mind off the whole adoption thing, which we were saying last week, doesn't look like it's probably going to happen. So, Tana's awake, but he's still in hospital. His recovery's a little slow. He's on these weird, like I say experimental drugs or something, it's got him out of his coma, it's got him responding. I'm sure he'll be back next week or something. And um all we need is that whole total recall of um you know that, that flashback scene of him look panning up to see who it is and then Flick's off the hook. Touch wood that comes soon because you know we like things a little fast paced in the bay and poor Flick. She is going through the mill, isn't she? She's been um, obviously we've you know we've got this receipt that's now been burned at the end of last week, and she's been taken in for questioning by that federal agent. Um, and you know it's it's a bit of a, an interesting one. He's 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 questioning her. Hard. She's saying she's got an alibi. Um, by the way, she's got no lawyer present, which you know that would never have happened on Morag's watch, would it? Let's face it. Good old Moran. Where's the lawyer? Why is no one let her let her even have legal aid? This is ridiculous. And and Cash being her her brother and a copper ought to sort that out. He ought to get to the bottom of that and make sure that happens because you know it just seems a bit unfair that she's allowed to be questioned the way she has been. Um, you know, and it, and without a lawyer present, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, so you know. And it's, you know, this Anne, this weird Anne is taken in as well a couple of days later and she doesn't corroborate the story which is a bit of a bombshell for for Flick really because now she's in this weird sort of no-man's land where she doesn't know who to trust. She's She's gone through this whole thing with... Uh, Cash, her brother, not really, you know, you no know, doubting her, and think, you know, not really backing her up at the beginning. She th- just as he seems to come good for her and seems to to come on side. She starts questioning her friends, um, you know, loyalty really and rightly. So the whole uh, this whole alibi, way anyway, that was that was just sort of made up on the back of a fad, fag packet, you know it's, it's, it's weaker beyond weak anyway, you know, paper boat and all that. So, um, it wasn't going to stick, I don't think, not when the feds are involved. Um, but Flick's, I think Flick's been a bit naive in conjuring up this plan, really. And, you know, if she actually sat down and just stopped a minute and took herself out of all the manic and the panic and the, you know, and all the manicness that's going on, um, you know, and and, and everyone against her, um, you know, this feeling that she must have, it must be mad, but if she just stopped and thought for a moment, the only person that's had access to her van to be able to plant that receipt was Anne. That's the only person that's been around, right? So, um, I don't think she's thinking straight. She's being a bit naive, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and then, of course, um, she's woken, isn't she, to a rat a tatting on the door, um, and it's Alv saying, "What the heck, f- is all this?" Um, and they've um, someone's graffitied the uh, her caravan during the night. Hashtag toxic Felicity. Hands up, who checked, who, who checked that hashtag online? Uh, so yeah, so um, hashtag toxic felicity. All this is taunting her, isn't it? It's it's it it's playing with her, you know, um, and and the person who's who's obviously doing it for real. They're just, they're just, they're, they're laughing, they're playing, you know, and, and they even sent roses to the hospital for Tarnay, which obviously sends Neek into a bit of a spin, um, you know, and starts, you know, going to lash out at, you know, at Flick and everything. So, so they're having a good laugh at everybody, suffering for what has gone on. That salt, which is a shame, really, because it's actually quite serious, we've got Marilyn, we don't even know what's going to happen to her at the moment. This could all become serious very soon should something happen to Marilyn, and it could quite plausibly and quite easily happen. you know, just all it takes is Marilyn to take a turn for the worse. you know, heaven forbid Marilyn croaks it. I mean, we're looking at a murder here, you know, not not just a manslaughter, so. This is serious stuff, and and that they're, they're taunting, and this is somebody who's got a sick mind to be able to do that, and and keep that up for so long, and have a bit of a joke and a bit of a play with everybody. I'm struggling. I said this last week. I'm struggling with the motive. I think the more and more this, these episodes have gone on this week, it is looking like it is Anne, not him, um, from Felicity's work, and I'm thinking. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put the motive together. Tane was a bit of a a bit of an idiot to her when he was at that at the at Ryder's birthday party, um, because he was trying to, you know, get Ryder, who was an absolute state, home. Um there was he there was it there was this heightened issue going on with Felicity and him suspecting of her being a bit of a bunny boiler and stalking her and stuff, so he sort of lashed out at her. But it seemed like a bit of a non issue at the time. And I don't think I mean, this is a little extreme retaliation to just a bit of a running at a club night. Is there something gone on between Anne and Tane that we haven't seen on screen um, that is making some sort of jealous situation, you know, evolve here um, and come out? It definitely could be, and it's definitely plausible that that could be it. I still think it's a little weak, though. I think it's very extreme to start ordering pesticides online and drugging people because someone's annoyed you that they're dating your friend. I'm starting to lean towards and having a bit of a thing for Flick, you know, having a bit of a... Yeah, I don't know, but but she's a bit sick in the mind with it as well. I could be way off the mark. As I'm, you know, we'll we'll find out as this all unravels. But yeah, I'm thinking along those lines. You know, I re- I really am. So you know, back, back to it. Back back to the events unfolding. There's this graffiti on the caravan, um, and it's just it's just shaking everybody up that little bit more. Um, and um, of course, then. That leads, you know, the questioning, you know, the interview and the questioning and the graffiti all leads to the police um, getting a warrant to search the caravan and they find sedatives in the caravan. So we're now learning the receipt isn't the only thing that's been planted in Flick's caravan. Now, this puts... Things in a very very difficult situation for a number of reasons. For her, in that the police now have an evidence. If these are the sedatives that are used, that were you should I say, on Tane to drug him, she they've got physical evidence now that places her at the scene of the crime. And um, we later find out, obviously, in, in the later weeks, in the episodes later in the week, that they do match and things are not looking good for Flick. But also, the other side of, of this is, you know, Cash has this moment, you can see it in his face, he's got this moment of realisation where, oh no, she's done this. You know, there's that moment where she's being taken away in the police car and he's thinking, I've got this wrong. I, you know, I've got this wrong. And, and uh, there's some great scenes with him and Jasmine there where Jasmine's sort of staying a little bit objective and she's sort of calming him down a bit and saying, look, let, you know, let let the police do the job, stay out of it, Um, you know. And he's cash is now beginning to to slip a little bit, and he's beginning to sort of his his face is dropping, his mask is coming down a little bit, I think, and I think that's let that's being driven behind his eyes by him now sort of going back to that place where he doesn't believe Flick's story. Now he thinks she's now could do it. I mean, he's a cop, right? There's now hard evidence being found. You know, he's probably feeling a bit silly that he fell for it and believed believed Felicity at this stage. Um, you know, and I said last week about that battle he's probably having in him between brother and cop, and that definitely played out in these scenes this week, definitely. Um, and when they eventually let Flister go the next day, and she's not happy with him, he says something to her which sort of sort of stayed with me, and he says to her, "You need your family around you at these times," and she says, "I don't need my family because they only let me down." I thought that was really sad, you know, just as you know that that her brother is all she's got in the bay, so the fact that she feels let down by him must really play on cash um and, and Felicity, obviously, as well. But you know, that's probably going to get Cash in the guts, and he's probably, you know, thinking with his with his emotions for his family, um, but also in his head. And he, and and as a copper, he's going to know that the evidence can't be lying. This evidence is evidence, right? So, um, and there's this there's this weird sort of slip up, which leads to the unveiling of who who it was. So if you're not watching the five-star pace, maybe skip forward about 60 seconds here. But the, um, you know, there's a conversation when when Jasmine goes and tries to speak some sense into her where she mentions out loud that the receipt's been burnt and Anne overhears. And then this whole witch hunt on the hashtag um, online, there's a post on it and that that reveals to Flick quite quickly that it's Anne, because Anne is the only person that heard that conversation. And she confronts her right at the end of Friday's episode and says, it was you, you're setting me up. And she says, yep. And she looks like she's loving it. And I do like a bit of a villain, you know, with one of those soap villain smirks, you know, right on the cliffhanger of the edge of the week. So I'm, oh, ready for Monday. Um, so it's been revealed, and we were right all along. Anne is is Atana's attacker. So taking us back now to the motives, it's either jealousy, it's some weird obsession, or she just got a bit, we had a bit of a pop at her at the club. It's got to be one of those three. I'm sure we'll find out. But it's going to be interesting now what Flick does because nobody believes her. Her brother doesn't believe her again. Uh, The police certainly don't believe her and there's evidence. But also, um, you know, how is she going to handle this with Anne directly? Is there any way that she can sort of disprove Anne's alibi? Is there any way that she can... Um, or any other avenues that she can go down. She's already in trouble now for, for giving a false alibi. It's probably going to come out that her and Cash burnt the receipt and going to get Cash in a lot of trouble. I foresaw that last time. Um, you know, it's interesting now to see how we're going to get out of this. I feel like the writers have sort of written Felicity and Cash into a corner a bit with it. Um, and I, I guess that other than Tane remembering who it was, these guys are these guys are up the creek with no paddle, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Moving on to other areas of the bay this week, so we've got Ziggy um, sort of goes to work with Zine. Dean. It doesn't she? She's she's. Um, You know, she's really trying to help him get the business back on his feet, get him out and about. She's been helping with his recovery for all these months. Um, And she is insisting because Nico is just such a, you know, modelling guru and a god, you know, and how busy he's made it from plugging it on his socials. Um, You know, they're really busy with these surf lessons, even though only two little girls turned up. But never mind. Um, We'll overlook that that little uh, oversight there. Coming away, people. Um, you know, so she agrees to take on some of these surf lessons that are, that are booked out. So she takes these two girls down that only want to be there for Nick and, you know, and needs the model and he's on Instagram and, you know, and they're giggling and they're taking pictures and they're trying to get him to hug, you know, touch him and all the rest of it. And it's really frustrating, Ziggy. And these were really quite light, nice scenes because um, there's been all this sort of mad stuff going on with this attack the rest of the... The rest of the airtime. That these are quite nice to watch, um, and obviously Ziggy gets a little bit frustrated, and she she puts she takes the girls into the water too soon. Lesson one should always be on the sand, you know. And we've we've seen enough surf lessons in the bay over the years to know that ourselves as viewers. So we knew something was bad was going to happen, and obviously there's a bit of a an issue and a with a wave, wave that was too big and one of the girls gets a bump on the head and neeks a little bit you know he's 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 new to the surf cl- surf club right he, and 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 uh, Dean's board shop he you know he wants to make a good impression he's working hard he wants to tell Dean and, and and Ziggy makes him swear you know not to not to say anything and obviously that could put his place with Dean and his relationship with Dean in jeopardy and um, when he wants to obviously give a good impression. So I thought that was a little unfair of Ziggy to ask him that, to be fair. But nevertheless, they he, he reluctantly goes along with the story, but it doesn't last long. Dean sees a post on social media from these girls about how they were saved by their hero. And there's this moment where... Um, uh, John sort of insists, doesn't he, that all the protocols are followed and that the accident book gets signed and all the rest of it. And you know he's he, uh, Dean's. Uh, you know Dean's got to get rid of Ziggy. Uh, you know John's like, how are you going to do it, pal? You got to do it. You know she can't work here anymore. She's she's a liability. So he sort of spends the t- you know plucking spends the time plucking up. All this um, build up and courage to go and fire her basically, and they have this sort of build up scene. And you you know exactly how these kind of scenes pan out. You know when you watch these shows, but um, yeah, it's still still quite funny. He's like, you're fired, and she's like, oh thank God. <laughs> you know she's she's just so relieved she's like fair enough you know she was trying to do a nice thing she was trying to help him but it's just not for me um which i thought was good they seem to be in a better place i was a bit worried last week that they were going to end up back into this um you know uh, cul-de-sac of like at each other's throats all the time but they seem to be slowly but surely edging to that to that better place and. They got, you know, they, they they sort of rekindled their relationship during this whole, you know, um, issue with Dean's, you know, accident in the car and his recovery and his therapy that actually they've not had much chance to be in a relationship yet. So I think there's going to be a lot of that being explored going forward and um, we're here for it. They're a very popular couple and um, we're happy to, to go along with that as others are too. And so Ryder and Chloe continue this sort of awkward and weird breakup as well this week. And, um, you know, they've got this, they have to keep meeting up and keep discussing the business because they need to get the business back on track. I think they've not explicitly said it, but I think the end goal is to sort of pay their debts off that they owe Alpha, Marlin everything from the whole, you know, taco truck thing, and then to probably shut the business down and go the separate ways. They've not said that, but the way the writing seems to be—if I'm reading between the lines—good enough. That's the way that all seems to be, just the way it seems to be going. So, um, so yeah, so that's you know, th- 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 they're sort of tiptoeing around that, but and sort of being civil. And I can tell by Ryder—he's he's hurt. He's hurt. He's you know, he. he, he, he he, he saw a lot in Chloe, even though none of us really agreed with it um, and, and, and couldn't really see what he saw in her. But, you know, he did at the end of the day. So he's hurting a bit, but he's sort of ploughing on and trying to be the bigger guy. And he does that weird, typical rider, goofy moment, doesn't he? Where Instead of paying $200 to the supplier to get things moving again, he accidentally transfers 2000 and is flapping about it. And... Um, the leo actually said to him it's not life or death chill out like you'll get it back and and there's a couple of things wrong with this story because you one the bank would just you just ring the bank and they'd just, just just reverse that payment wouldn't they and two the supplier probably would refund it they couldn't just keep hold of two grand when you know what i mean and he it, it sort of explained away really that oh he's not refusing to refund it and now we're in a, in a financial mess and it's a bit like no that's just not realistic but okay, I'll go with it. Like a lot of things when it comes to that business, really. But there we go. Including why everybody orders a takeaway of the evening to be delivered in the morning. But never mind, we've spoken about that before. Um, yeah, so, so you know, Chloe hits the roof a bit. They've, they've now got a maxed out credit card. They've got all this debt with 2X, two, two Y and Z. And they've got no stock, no ingredients, no nothing to get the business going. So without any of that, they they can't, they can't get the business up and running again, so, you know, it's getting a bit fraught, a little, just a tad fraught between the two of them, and of course, there is this antagonist always on the peripheral, third wheel Theo, as we're going to start calling him, he's always on the, he's always on the outside, isn't he, just sort of circling like a vulture, ready and waiting for his moments, Um, and he's, he's sort of, he, rightly or wrongly, he's sort of convinced chloe and Ryder that they can make an absolute book ton of money online doing videos prank videos you know i mean it's i i I know that's a thing but it's not it's not a way i would solve my maxed out credit card problem personally and strangely Ryder goes along with it i just think he's lost the will to live with this 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 theo now he's just sort of just sort of going with it I think um, and so, so he is so that you know they've now gone into this partnership and they're going to start their brainstorming as we speak video ideas for future viral videos and that's that's the way the kids are these days guys you know they just get rich on the internet they do video challenges and they make podcasts about TV shows that must be how they're getting rich no I'm certainly not Theo as well's got a lot of other stuff going on this week where he continues to get be a bit of a problem in his home life with Leah and Justin and and um, you know, Justin covers for him most of this day when he's just he's just AWOL and it's Leah's first day back at work since the accident and she was in hospital and 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 Theo is is AWOL, he's gone out all night partying, he's not come home. He didn't turn up for work the next day and Justin really bizarrely has covered for him all day. Like you just wouldn't do that. Um you know, but I th- I think he's just trying to keep the peace for Leah but we we find out quite quickly. Leah sort of knew all along. She she, she smelled her out, and she could tell he wasn't around. And there's this moment where they sit Theo down, and like things have got to change, pal. Things have got to change. You've got no respect, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, he he does, in you know, to, to his credit. Bless him, Theo. He gets a bad rap. But to his credit, he does try and he sort of starts cleaning up the house and he starts making an effort. And um, however, disaster is only finds a box full of old tatt, um marked Mason. <laughs> and he tries to throw it out. And of course, Justin stops him in the nick of time. But obviously, it causes a bit of a an, um, an emotional response from Justin. And rightly so, you know, because I've said this before and I'll say it again. Justin's death was completely overlooked. It was like the same week as Robbo and everything was about Robbo and it was all a bit... It, it, you just felt completely let down and, and and it let the character down a bit by his death not really having much going on. Then it was a visit to some weird unmarked grave by Tori and Justin and that was it, like never to be mentioned again. So the fact that we we're, were sort of getting a bit of a reminder uh now, all this time later that uh, that that Mason did exist <laughs> and he and he was quite a big character in the show and, and you know and he, he he sadly lost his life and it's it, it did affect Justin and there's that moment when Justin was looking at the picture of the whole gang together again and you know there there was a there was a moment there of you thinking, Do you know there's so much gone on with these la with these Morgans and he's the only one left, you know. Everyone's gone off, you know um living their lives I you know Mason's tragically died you know he's left here alone and he's got this is all he's got left so you can understand why he reacted the way he did Theo when he learns though he soon changes and he soon apologizes and he realizes what he's done and he there, from that point I think that I think we're going to call that a turning point for him I think I think we'll start to see him really trying a bit better and he's probably going to be channeling all his energy into these videos with Ryder anyway. So, he'll probably behave a bit for for um, for Leah and Justin and, and at home. I'm probably also talking out of my Jaxi, and he'll probably continue to be the absolute plonker that he is. <laughs> This is the first look segment, the part of the show where we take a look ahead at the synopsis of the episodes coming up in the week ahead on Channel 5 and 5 Star. So, if you don't like spoilers on your UK pace, maybe forward just a little bit at this point. There's going to be a couple of spoilers. It just gives the rest of us a good idea of what kinds of things we're going to be watching this week and what kind of things we are going to be discussing on next week's podcast episode. So, without further ado, Let's have a look. Monday, Cash realises he's overstepped the line by lying straight to the federal agent's face about burning the receipt. I mean, okay, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, um, and I think he'll live to regret that. I think that's going to be bad for him. I've said it a couple of times now. Um, Him burning that receipt is going to be very bad for him. Maybe Felicity as well, but definitely he's... There's got to be some comeuppance for that, you know. He's, he's, uh, he's a cop. He shouldn't be doing stuff like that. And he said it himself. He, he said he'd never get compromised, and he's, and he's let, he's let that happen. You know, he's, he's going to have to face the consequences. I feel like Cash would offer himself up to face those consequences as well. He's not like. Um, that one we had before, Colby. You know, burying bodies and gosh knows what. Uh, Anne's smug in her actions and taunts Felicity. She's already started doing that, hasn't she? So no surprise that that spills into next week's episodes. Logan abandons his day with Mackenzie to make sure he's available for any changes in Marilyn's condition. Oh, bless. I mean, he's... He's nice, Logan, isn't he? And Marilyn. So this by Tuesday, Marilyn doesn't look like she's improved at all. And um, I just hope Mackenzie doesn't start being a bit of, you know, because she 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 was taken aback by, you know, she was affected quite quite badly by Marilyn's Marilyn's, you know, finding Marilyn last week. I hope she doesn't start start being that girlfriend where she's like, you remember that work. John remains. Uh, sorry, John remains by Marilyn's side this could be the start of John and Marilyn getting back together should we start a petition someone get the change.org going for that one and Alf arrives at the ICU is that for Marilyn is it or because we know... oh yeah it must be because um Martha's in the city getting dialysis makes a change from disappearing to Marimbula, doesn't it Wednesday Alf rushes off to see Martha in the city she taking a turn for the worst I know what what's going on there as Dean and Ziggy are leaving the board shop, Ziggy offers to head up to Salt to get pizza because he can't tackle the stairs yet. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Thursday, Theo interrupts and Chloe sorry, Theo interrupts Ryder and Chloe's business meeting to tease Ryder about getting the challenges started. Okay that just will be what it says on the tin I guess Theo interrupts Ryder and Chloe's business meeting I mean he's constant like I say he's third wheel Theo isn't he third wheel Theo always there always annoying and any of Ryder's suggestions aren't interesting to Chloe no she's probably gushing over Theo poor poor Ryder poor Ryder bless him Theo gets in the middle of Ryder and Chloe during their business meeting and the exchange reminds Chloe of their first popular video. So I wonder if Ryder kicks off them. Ryder and the exchange reminds Chloe of their first popular video. And the first video was when, you know, Theo kidnapped Ryder and took him to the club and he was kicking off and he was really awful to, to Chloe. So looks like it's the end of the road but Chloe's going to gradually start seeing Theo more and more attractive isn't she in a different light she's going to start falling for him you've heard it here first you saw it there second oh gosh can't wait right that brings us to the end of the episode of Coastal News and thank you for joining me if you're, still, if you're still stuck with me at this point appreciate you listening please share the podcast to like-minded people who enjoy watching Home and Away too. help the podcast grow and if you've got time, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it really helps us get in front of more people and thank you once again for your support as always, we'll continue uh, the chat during the week on social media at Coastal postal news pod on Twitter and Instagram and the hashtag home and away. Love our chats. Maybe read out some of the um, tweets and conversations we're having on next week's podcast because we, we we have some funny exchanges. Until then, I will see you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.